Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Off the Field Podcast. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing well. I turned up in here real quick. I, you know, got it turned up in here real quick. Hope you guys are doing all right. All right, all right, all right, people, people, people. Uh, first podcast of the year, 2024. I hope you guys are doing well. Been doing all right a little bit myself. Can't complain too much, you know. Uh, got things that we want to do, things we want to achieve. Uh, so we got to get to it, you know. At the end of the day, no one can do it for you but yourself. So if you want something, you got to go get it done. All right, people, that's your lesson for the day. All right, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, a lot of things happen in the world of sports. Uh, we got real, we got football news, we got basketball news, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, but yeah, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys enjoyed your your like holidays and stuff like that. Hope everything has been good with you guys. Uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about today is the Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like I haven't talked about them in a minute, and it's time for a change, ladies and gentlemen. Whether that means Darvin Ham or some trades need to happen, something needs to happen because what I'm seeing from the Lakers right now is not great at all. All right. We are currently one game below 500, if I remember correctly. Uh, Yeah. So we're 17 and 18. Uh, We're 10th in the Western Conference, people. Below the Suns. Oh, excuse me. Below the Suns, right above the Warriors. The war we're one the Warriors are one game back uh from us. So uh yeah. It's not looking good. This is not the way we want it to be. We were just the other day I checked we we're like the fourth seed and now we're all at the tenth seed and now we gotta worry about playing tournament and all that type of stuff. And that's not where we wanna be this roster. Um basically with the addition of Cam Reddish. Uh, if you removed, and the only people we really removed was uh, Mo Bamba. No, Mo Bamba was already gone by then. Was what's it called? Who was on the roster last year? Dennis Schroeder and Lonnie Walker. And we added Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, and then we re-signed a bunch of guys. And we added Christian Wood and Jackson Ace. That team should be better from the team than last year. But guess what? It's not for some reason. And I think it's because of Darvin Ham. All right. Darvin Ham, if you don't know, he's a player's coach. Uh, Mike from the Mike Budenholzer tree, I believe. And he has not been doing a good job, in my opinion. And we need to, like, fix. Uh, he needs to fix up, in my opinion. And because he has it, uh, we do not look good. And uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. He, he hasn't fixed up in anything. I'm going to list everything that he's done wrong, which is not so people aren't just saying, oh, you're just blaming the coach. Oh, why are the players not stepping up? All right. Uh, so the first thing he does every single night, it's, it feels like there needs to be a different starting lineup. All right. Now he's starting a lineup of of what's it called? Uh, AR, Vando. No, not Vando. Cam. Prince, LeBron, and AD, right? On paper, that seems fine and all, right? But guess what? Cam Reddish just came back from injury. 
Why is it that every time Cam Reddish comes back from injury, he goes straight into the starting lineup? All right. At first, I got it because we needed help some defensively, but because we took um deal uh one of Delo and Austin Reeves out, but now they're both on the bench. But we took one of them out of the starting lineup, so we didn't need that much like help defensively because both of them being on the court was the was making our defense really look worse than it was. Now that they're removed, like you don't really need, and you put Vando in the starting lineup already. Like how much? Like I I don't get what he's doing. So yeah. So now Cam Reddish, like don't get me wrong, I love his story. Young player that had all the hype coming out of high school, didn't really live up to it, but still made the league. Uh, right now he's bounced from team to team, but he looks like he's found a home in the Lakers. So. Well, at least that's what it looked like in the beginning of the season. But now it looks like he's taking that step back. And that's not what the Lakers need. And from what I'm seeing, his defense isn't that great as it used to be, uh, at least compared in the beginning of the year. You're talking about a guy that was supposed to play like 10 to 15 minutes a night, maybe 20 matches. But now this guy's out here playing 30 minutes and starting the lineup. Now, you, now you're really seeing his defense – uh, like you're really seeing his weaknesses and stuff like that. I couldn't say the word, so I'm gonna just use a different word. But now you're actually seeing his weaknesses, and that the and it doesn't look right. And what's it called? And it, it just looks like he's like a, a negative. He's basically a negative out there, bro. I'm I'm pretty sure he dropped zero points the other day. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was two players in our starting lineups that dropped zero points. Right, like, how can you compete with teams like that? And mind you, the Miami Heat that we lost to, they didn't have uh, what's it called? They didn't have uh, uh, Jimmy Butler playing. They they started Kyle Lowry, uh, Tyler Hero, Bam, Nikola uh, Jovic, and uh, Jaime, uh, what the rookie, uh, hey, uh, Jamie, whatever I don't know how to say his name properly. But JJ Jr., uh, the one from UCLA. So in our starting lineup, we had two players give us donuts. All right. Torian Prince, he played 29 minutes and gave us a donut. Uh, and what's it called? Cam Reddish played 19 minutes and gave us a donut. Bro, like, what are you doing on the floor at that point? Because you're supposed to be playing defense, right? Uh, everybody on the Heat dropped 10 plus points, bro. So what defense was you playing? I don't see it. Uh, but yeah, Cam Reddish. I don't really have a, a problem with him being on the team, but when you're getting outscored by guys like Matt Christie in 28 minutes, and he had 14 points and five rebounds, what, what, why should I? Why should you start, bro? What are you doing to earn that those minutes in that starting position? And that's the thing I think like Darvin Ham is not getting, and why that's affecting the team as a whole and things like that. I feel like he's just giving guys minutes, and it doesn't. He doesn't care. And, like, you got D'Lo, Austin Reeves before this game, all on the bench. And these guys are like, hey, why am I on the bench? This guy's out here. Yeah, he, maybe he can play defense, but he can score. Like, guess what would you – guess how you win basketball games by scoring points at the end of the day. And those guys don't do it well enough. So, I say put D'Lo back in a certain lineup or put Austin Reeves back in a certain lineup. One of the guards seems to be on the floor. My belief has always has been that the Lakers are a team that needs to play big and that's going by two bigs, and I said three forwards because we have a bunch of wing players and one guard. Two guards don't need to be on the floor at the same time, 
All right. Until both the guards and learn to play defense uh, and you don't have to hide both of them on defense, then they both can't be on the floor. All right. So now you got Cam Reddish playing starting minutes basically every other night uh, when he's not injured. And that's like even just the, the idea that a player can come back from injury and you just chuck him in straight into the starting lineup and play him heavy minutes and not like why just let him come off the bench and let him get used, get a rhythm, get like, like it doesn't make sense for you to like put him straight in the starting lineup in my opinion. But guess what? He does what he wants and he puts Cam in the starting lineup. And some days he'll put Vandal's starting lineup. Vandal is an interesting case because he, I feel like he does things better than Cam Reddish in my opinion, because he is out here. Uh, chasing rebounds and stuff like that. I don't really see that from Cam Reddish, but yeah, I, I don't know, bro. Maybe uh, I feel like I'm just yapping and shit like that. But this guy, bro, like, uh, it's so many problems. Like, the, the, and then the whole reason why we benched one of Austin Reeves and Delo was that because they were uh, playing bad defensively and teams can just pick on that. Why would you bring them both off the, at the bench at the same time, bro? What, the, what sense does that make, bro? Like, to start it, and then there, there was another fun fact that came out the other day. The Lakers ran, um, there was a lineup that we ran last year, basically consisted of D'Lo, uh, I think it was D'Lo, uh, Austin, either Ryu or Vando, LeBron, and AD. That lineup has barely played this season, and that lineup is basically what was the key lineup that took us to the Western Conference Finals. So why you're not even relying on the things that you did last year? You're just out here throwing stuff, trying to trying to catch something, trying to see what you what you can catch. And when you do catch something, you don't go back to it. You just say, you know what? I don't care. Like like you don't ride the hot hand. In my opinion, you don't do any of that. Like, and now you're supposed to be a player's coach, and the players can't even believe in you. The players they Shams had a report today that. He had six different sources. Six. Do you know how crazy that is? Six different sources of play that 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 said that the players were are not happy with the lineups and stuff like that. And this man, like, you're supposed to be a players coach. You're not an X's and O's coach, in my opinion. So what are you there for? Now, Laker fans, uh, Laker Nation, bro, y'all gonna kill me for this. But it might be time to bring in Doc Rivers, bro. Yes, Doc Rivers is known for blowing the leads and stuff like that in the playoffs. But listen to my plan, right? Rajon Rondo came out in an interview the other day and said that. Me and Braun handled the offense. Frank Vogel coached the defense. Now, this is what I want to do with Doc Rivers. First of all, he's never coached outside of Rondo. I don't believe he's coached a player with the same as high as an IQ as LeBron. Right, so what I want to do bring Phil Handy back. Uh, right, I don't really, ha- I love Phil Handy, I love the words uh, that he does with the uh, with the what's it called with the with the guys. I believe he's great at developing players. Uh, so right, we're gonna bring Phil Handy back. The next thing we're gonna do is hire Rage on Rondo, right. Another high IQ guy that can help Doc. Uh, we're gonna bring uh Chris Jett back, right? Second season with the Lakers. Uh, he's been on multiple stats and stuff like that. We're gonna bring him back. Uh, 
I would say bring most of the other uh, guys back, depending on how you feel. But the key part is that we're going to build a staff around Doc, and we're going to give him – we're going to have Rondo and Doc as – I don't want to say the two coaches, but those are going to be the two additions that we have. Because when it comes to playoff times, when you're talking about blowing those 3-1 leads, Rondo is not going to let that happen. Too much of a high IQ guy, right? So we're going to have Rondo for there. We're going to have LeBron there, another high IQ guy. So even if you say that Doc Rivers is going to blow, uh, is known for blowing leads, now you put pieces around him that's going to stop that, right? And the key part is you're just going to, whether it's for the rest of the year, you bring him on for the rest of the year, and we'll see how the uh, end of the year goes, right? And then if – I don't know when the uh, – let me see. When is the uh, trade deadline for the NBA? February 8th, right? So we're going to wait till f- – I would say bring in uh, – what's it called? Doc and Rondo in now. And then until the first week uh, around February, if, the, if you see no changes – if you don't see the changes that you need to see from the players, time to ship them out. D'Lo, everyone knows I'm a D'Lo fan, bro. You can see the jersey right there, bro. I've been watching D'Lo since he was a rookie. Uh, that's how I got, like, when I first started watching NBA, uh, the Lakers were always my team. But when I really started getting serious uh, as a Lakers fan, uh, D'Lo was the, uh, was the rookie we drafted that year. And I basically followed his story ever since then, from Brooklyn to the Warriors to the Wolves. And he has uh, D'Lo as good as he can be. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll go bat for the guy, but I'm not going to lie and say that he's not uh, a very inconsistent player. That is a fact about D'Lo. He's very inconsistent. But I believe there's a player there. But guess what? If D'Lo doesn't work out, if we still seen that inconsistent from him, uh, if we still seen that inconsistent from him, then guess what? We're gonna we're gonna trade you, D'Lo. Austin Reese, you're not untouchable. I'm sorry. I'm seeing way too many Laker fans saying he's untouchable and all this and all that. Uh, you're not, bro. You're not, in my opinion. Uh, sorry. Give me one second. But yeah, you're not untouchable, Austin Reese. Especially, don't get me wrong. It's not that you're not a good player. I think you have a lot of value, and if that helps us get a third star, then I'm all for it. Whether that's Zach Levine, uh, uh, getting Dejounte Murray, there's two things that the Lakers need: a backup big because AD is playing way too many minutes, and he's it's not good for him. Whether you uh the usage rate and all that stuff. The guy is already carrying a whole defensive unit as a whole. The last thing we need is for him, like, uh, some games, like, he just needs a few minutes, bro. Like, there was a game the other day where he played the whole second half, and I think we still lost him some shit like that. Like, that cannot keep on going on. So there's great names out there that I would love to. It doesn't even matter, like, if it's, like, a stretch big or anybody like that. Just get a big that can play 10 to 15 minutes and that would be good for us, bro. This is another reason why I uh, we're going to talk. We're going to have to talk. Hey, Lakers fan, I know you guys love this guy because he was Kobe's agent. Uh, he's been part of the Laker family, helped build the roster in 2020. Uh, he was there with Magic when they when they were both hired. But we're going to have to talk about Rob Palenka. 
Because why did you let the uh what's it called Tristan Thompson go, bro? I I saw what I needed for to see from him, bro. In the playoffs, bro, he went down there, banged with Jokic, and that was good enough for me, bro. He rebounded well, he played well, brought good energy off the bench, and had the leadership that we needed, bro. And that I believe that he would have helped AD, bro. He didn't have to start, bro, but could he have been like a relief pitcher for AD, bro? Yes, like that's what we needed, bro. If you tell me you bring one, uh, we have Tristan Thompson. We probably win a couple more games because AD gets that rest that he needs, bro. And we have a solid big that's not out here doing dumb shit like when we have Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood on the floor, right? So that's one person. That's one thing we need. Uh, we need a backup big, right? If you can get two, that would be great. But uh, preferably, I'd love a stretch big, a guy like Jakob Perto, Brook Lopez. We're probably not gonna get Brook Lopez, but you you see what I'm talking about. The type of players that we need, and then we need somebody that can bang down all right. If there was an interview Jokic did the other day, he said the best defense a team has played against him was the late the 2020 Lakers because they sent three different guys at him. He had 80 different type of defender. He had uh Dwight Howard, different type of defender, and then he had um JaVel McGee. You got one who, who can block shots that's known for really blocking shots and stuff like that, who's very linky, very long, uh, and who can hold up. Then you got Dwight Howard, who can be really physical with him, which I believe could have been our Tristan Thompson. And then you got AD, right? So now we need to find those now we need to find those replacements. And that's something that Rapalinka needs to do. The other key position that we need. When it comes is point guard, and we need somebody that's able to attack the rim. Uh, we need somebody that's able to guard the perimeter, like guard the best perimeter player. And I believe that we don't have that on this roster. We had Lonnie Walker and Dennis Schroeder, but we let them both go to bring in Gabe Vincent. Hey, I'm not gonna complain. That's clearly the wrong move. We can't we can't change it, but change the pass. But that's something we need to fix. There's a bunch of teams out there in the NBA with a bunch of guards, and we need to be able to target them, bro. Whether that's Portland, whether that's Orlando, whether that's uh the Raptors, there's teams out there, there's deals that can be done, bro. The third thing is if we can get a third star, we need somebody that can go with Braun and AD that you know that's gonna give you 20 plus a night, bro. Whether that's Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell. Whoever it is, bro, sell the future out. I would say sell the future. That way you can have that pair with AD post LeBron, right? Now he grows into that role. He takes over the role, right? Uh, he, he knows how to play with AD when, it come, when LeBron is gone and he can do whatever he needs to do, right? So if you have Donovan Mitchell and AD, I believe that's a pair that can win uh, – of uh, rings in the future post LeBron, and they can win with LeBron right now. So you see what you're—it's kind of difficult what you're looking for because you don't want to take a contract like Zach Levine, who's like on a five-year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal or some shit like that, and then you—and then when it when it's like maybe you win now, but post LeBron, that those the duo of Zach Levine and AD isn't working. You see what I mean? So that's going to be the difficult thing. But sell the future. I don't care, bro. Because what happened? Look at the pick that we made this year, bro. Uh, JHS, bro, does not look like a best. Does not look like he's NBA ready, in my opinion. And that that was a mistake that we made. And that, that shows you that having your draft pick 
isn't always the best, bro. Like, give me, give me what's it called? The give me the give me the play, give me the active player that has the uh, give me the player that that's active in the NBA that has experience and stuff like that, right? Once you get that done, I believe we have the wings. Depending on what moves you make, uh. I don't think it will take a bunch. You should like your depth will go away, your depth will go away, but you, you should be able to at least be left with Vandal or one of uh, Hachimara. I believe Hachimara would be one of the players I'll be going, but one of Vandal or Cameras could would be there, so you could use them as a backup piece, uh, as a what as a player to come off the bench, in my opinion. And they'll they'll be able to play defense in key moments, and then you pair that up with everything else you got, and then you have your recipe, bro. Like I remember, like the twenty twenty Lakers, bro. The one thing they did well, bro, play defense, bro. Guess what? And we're gonna attack the rim every single night. You're gonna get, and then the only two people that were really shooting threes like that were Bradley Bill. I said Bradley Bill, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green. Everybody else is doing their job, bro. Braun would get the relief from Rondo. Uh, that way he didn't have to be the point guard like uh for a whole game. Rondo would come in here and there, make his uh make his passes, help run the offense until Braun can come back in. And sometimes he ran it even when Braun was on the court, just to help the, uh Braun save some energy. And that's the role we kind of wanted Dito to fit, but unfortunately he wasn't able to fit that. But I at the end they to me. It doesn't matter what moves the Lakers make, bro. It doesn't matter who they trade. It doesn't matter who they trade for, bro. Uh, whether you think the, the team right now is ass or not, bro, the Lakers are not going anywhere with Darvin Ham as their coach. You can mark that down, whatever you want to say. Darvin Ham is the – there are many problems with the, the Lakers. Darvin Ham is number one. That sounds harsh. But it's the truth. The guy is not what we need. Uh, maybe he can go to Detroit or something like that and go coach them. But Darvin Ham is not what the Lakers need. All right. Not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's uh he he can't coach in the NBA because he clearly can. I also saw him going head to head with Steve Kerr in the playoffs and making great adjustments. But guess what? He doesn't do it consistently. And there's too many negatives that outweigh the positive, in my opinion. And guess what? That that's usually bad for you, bro. So Darvinham, you're gonna have to go, bro. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go. All right, let's see what else we got on this thing that we need to talk about. I guess speaking of managers, uh, we can switch to football real quick and talk about Enchilotti. Now you talk about a guy that's making. It work with what he has. This year, I don't know if there's been a manager better than Carlo Ancelotti. Out maybe Xabi Alonso, you want to say? Uh, what's it called? Let me see. We'll we'll check across the fo- the top five leads, and you tell me if um there's a manager out there that you think that's over perf- overperforming with what they have uh, outside of Carlo Liverpool, right? They're number one in the league right now, so I'll take them because Man City are not doing too well. Uh, Arsenal aren't doing too well either. Uh, so, <clears throat> <clears throat> so, 
So we're going to take them out the equation. Maybe you want to say Spurs and Ange, but I don't think he's on Carlos' level yet, in my opinion. But yeah. So let's take Cop and Emery. Both their squad are fairly... I, don't, I know Aston Villa had a few injuries early on, but from what I remember, uh, they're not doing too bad. Uh, they, and then you got to remember about expectations. What comes with imagine Real Madrid and stuff like that? So Aston Villa already have four losses uh, in the league compared to Liverpool's one, right? So let's say Cop is the best manager this year, right? Uh, they have only one loss, and I believe that came against Spurs, against that fluke round. But if you look at their team, you have an attack that's deep, deep. The real weakness that comes with Liverpool is their midfield, and I believe uh, their midfield is fine in my opinion. I don't think uh, – I think if you play Curtis Jones and you play, play him with a pivot with someone else and then you have someone else out top as a 10 or as an other 8 and stuff like that, I believe that works, bro. Like, you can have a double pivot of Jones and Alexis McAllister and then Sabosite. That works, in my opinion. And then you can even invert Trent here and there, depending on what time of the game that you want. But I don't think their midfield is a weakness of theirs. Maybe you want to say their defenders, like sometimes Kanate gets injured and stuff like that. And But then they also have the kid from Liverpool, uh, their academy, Kwanzaa, that's been doing well. Then you have my tip. You have uh, uh, what's it called? What's what's his name? Uh, Joe Gomez, who's been playing very fantastic at fullback. If I may say, if I say so myself, in my opinion, and I think he's done well, bro. And that I'm just saying it. Like if you look at Real Madrid squad, bro, our defense we have one fifth center back and two fullbacks. That can play on as a right back, and that's it. One full, uh, one fit, uh, left back, right, and that is Fran Garcia, who has been struggling to adapt to Real Madrid this year. Uh, and that's we haven't seen the Fran Garcia. I think we've seen from. I know he's from our academy, but I think he played at uh Rio of uh what team? They, yeah. Valicano, or I don't know how to say properly, but yeah, we're not seeing the the kid that we saw last year, in my opinion, and I believe we will maybe next year. But you're talking about how many players that Carlo is making perform this right now, and it it, it doesn't make sense in my opinion. Jude Bellingham, bro, a major reason why. Jude Bellum is performing like he is is because of Carlo Ancelotti. If you have time, bro, I want you to go look at the number 10s that have played under Carlo Ancelotti, and you'll see why Jude is performing like he is. Rodrigo is on fantastic form right now. Earlier in the season, he was going through a bad patch, but he was just missing chances. Uh, like His overall play was still there. He was just not putting the chances in the back of the net. Brahim Diaz, a very good surprise, in my opinion, for this season, uh, can play multiple roles, has performed like uh, uh, performed, and he has exceeded uh, our expectations of what he had. Vinny took a little bit of a while. Him and Reggio, I feel like it took them a little bit of a while to adapt to the two striker up top row, but he's doing well, in my opinion. Uh, what's it called? Uh, he just came back from injury. Uh, Justin Lu is playing all right, in my opinion. He's missing a few chances there, but 
Outside of that, he's been very good uh, as the backup striker. Uh, Tony Cruz, bro, the whole midfield, bro, like, I'm going to say all their names. Tony Cruz, Fede Valverde. Oh, my gosh. I can't speak enough about Valverde, how good he's been this season, bro. Playing multiple roles, playing on the right, right side of the diamond, the, the uh, in the double pivot with Tony Cruz. That way, Tony Cruz has legs around him to perform well. Um, he's been doing it well, bro. Luka Modric, still showing how great and brilliant he is. Jude Bellum, perfectly. Bro, Jude Bellum, can't you... I don't know how many players have had that good of a start at a legendary club at Real Madrid or, like, of that stature, and he's one of them. And for him to do it at the age that he's doing is insane. Too many brilliant season so far, in my opinion. In my opinion uh... Same for Kamavinga when he was playing. A lot of injuries are holding us back right now. But, yeah. There's not too many players I can say that are failing uh, and that are underperforming. Uh, Kepa was alone, so we're not going to count him. But outside of David Alaba, who's now out for the year, and Ferland Mendy, who has been quite horrible outside of that, one Champions League run we went to uh, with Benzema a couple of years ago. I believe Ferland Mendy has just fallen off, and that's really because of all of the injuries that he's had. And he's never been that great offensively either, but you're talking about a guy who struggled this year with injuries. So you have two players underperforming this season, and then you have other players that are performing at world-class levels. Rodrigo is playing at world-class level. Jude Bellum is playing at world-class level. Federico Valverde is playing at world-class level. Luka Modric, Tony Cruz are playing at world-class level. And there's this one guy. He wears number 22 for Real Madrid. He plays center back, bro. He's had, like, five different partners. I can name you all of them. Nacho, David Alaba, uh, Tuchimani, uh, who else am I missing? Danny Carvalho. Uh, there's one more player that he played with this year. That I can't think of on top of my head. But Antonio Rudiger has quite literally been the best defender in the world. I don't want to hear about Saliba, uh, John, John Stones, Ruben Diaz, anybody like that. Antonio Rudiger has quietly been the best player, the best defender in the, in the world this season. All right? He locked up Victor Osman twice in the Champions League. We've seen what he did to Holland last year in the Champions League semifinal. And if Ancelotti wasn't such a dickhead and played him in the beginning of the year, then we probably, I don't want to say we win the game, but it would have been a lot closer than it was. And he's also played with Eddie Militao before he got injured, right? The same person that we Madrid fans were saying for Rudiger needed uh, of that, what's called Militao needed to be benched to be for Rudiger to play, all right? Lucas Vazquez has performed well this season. Andre Lunin, Lunin has played well this season. So you tell me 2.3 players in this whole squad isn't playing well, bro. And you're asking me why shouldn't Carlo Ancelotti get uh, a new contract or a contract extension? I know Madrid fans are scared and stuff like that because of what's been going on. But the fact that we're first in the Champions League in our group and through the round of 16, and the first we're first in La Liga, bro. We've lost one game this season, if I remember correctly, in Dallas to uh, Atletico Madrid. Listen, 
outside of that one game, there's not much I can complain from the guy, bro. He's overachieving with the squad. And I'm not saying it like the squad is terrible, but there's been a lot of injuries and there's a lot of players that are playing in different positions that they would love to. All right. And he's made every single one of them perform this season. So whether you like Carlo or not, or whether you question his tactics or not, I'm someone that does. I believe that he's been the best manager in the world this season. Right? Uh, So he deserves that extension, in my opinion. We can't really blame him. The only thing, if I would have did... I would have just waited for the end of the season, and then I would have gave it if that if that was the holdup and the deal. If that was being if he didn't like us waiting on him till the end of the season, then I would have said it doesn't matter. You can go. I'll bring Javi Alonso in. But that's the only reason why. That's the only question mark to me about this whole extending cards. Carlo Ancelotti, and that's Xabi Alonso. Because what I'm seeing from Bayer Leverkusen right now is simply amazing. It's simply exquisite, all right? And he's been doing perfectly fine. And I thought it would have been just a logical thing for Carlo to step down and go to Brazil like it was said to be. But I guess that's not happening. And his contract would have ran out, so we wouldn't have to fire him a second time. And then Xabi Alonso would have came in, took the reins from him, his former manager, one of his former managers, and then helped raise the squad to another level with his tactic, with his tactics. Something that Carlo simply doesn't do. But guess what? What Carlo lacks tactics, which I believe is vastly overstated, he makes up with man management. All right. The guy will get players to perform. He will get players to score goals if that's what they need to be. How many players, how many managers has Jude Bellin played under that played him as a 10? Nobody else thought that they were they everyone else thought he was a number eight that can not don't not that he can't play as a number eight, but that's where everybody else was playing him. And he's clearly Carlos said, I see something in you that I've seen in players that I've coached in the past. I see that you can score goals. You know what? We lost Benzema this year, but we're gonna need somebody to score goals. I think it's you. Don't don't I know you have a lot of expectations on you because you're the hundred million dollar man and stuff like that. You know, one of the first English players to play for Real Madrid in a while. But guess what? I believe in you. I think that you can score goals that you will make Real Madrid fans forget about uh what to call Benzema and Ronaldo and those type of players where we used to score a bunch of goals. And Jude Bellingham has done that. And for that reason alone, I say Carlo Ancelotti should be able to stay until he wants to, or until the results say they don't want they, they, uh, that they shouldn't. All right. The only like if Real Madrid were like had like two more players, and let's say we had a different another striker that was reliable and another center back that was reliable and maybe another fullback that was reliable, I would say we would win the trouble right now. But because we have so many injuries, we have one fit center back, uh, two full, two fit uh right backs, and one fit uh left back. That's the only reason why I'm holding out. But even Kepler has looked good in goal, uh, so I can't even complain. Like we're rotating him and Lunin right now. They both have been doing their job, in my opinion. And yeah, 
But the thing is that if you're a Madrid fan, you would have seen all these reports about like uh, how we're not going to buy any uh, players in December when it comes to like a center back and the position that we need. I w- I'm not saying Real Madrid are broke here, but the, 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 the penny pension that they've been making these past few years don't make sense to me. We need a Benzema replacement even before Benzema left. And guess what? I know we bought Endrick and stuff like that, but we needed him last year. And the fact that we've gone a whole season without an actual number nine is mind 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 boggling. And that's something that we're gonna need to fix, in my opinion. All right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if we're broke or not, but the board at some point are gonna have to get off the ass. All right. I'm talking to you, Florentino, Florentino Perez. I get you want to have the Super League be a success, but right now, Real Madrid needs you, bro. We need a new center back, whether that's Varane, whether that's Inacio from Sporting, or Silva from Benfica. I don't care who it is. Lenny, I think it's Euro uh, from Lille. Yeah, Lay Euro from Lil, uh, one of the best prospects out there right now at center back position who will certainly be cheap. Uh, someone that's been said that looks like the new, uh, Varane and stuff like that. That's the type of one. That's the type of player that we should be bringing in. Like, uh, but yeah, I I don't care who it is, bro. Just bringing a backup, uh, backup center back because. We need that option out there, bro. It's kind of crazy how much similarities there is between both my teams, but yeah. Uh, uh, what else should we move on to? I'm sorry, I just got like the notes out, so I'm just going back to it to make sure we hit all our opinions. All right, we got to talk about Barcelona. They are currently third in La Liga, but they barely scraped by. Uh, just one off a of penalty today, and. Not to say the less, but that penalty was very questionable. But I don't blame him for giving it there. I would have said, I would have asked for it if I was on that team. And if I was a fan of that team, I would have asked for it. And they asked and they received. And that was that they did receive because they, they were able to get another point to, uh, they were able to go get the three points that they needed. All right. Uh, what time is it right now? Uh, I forgot where we left off, but I know we were talking about Real Madrid. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Real Madrid, but we need to make a few signings so we don't have to rely on a few players. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, a center back would be great. Like I said, Gonzalo Nacio, Antonio Silva, Lenny Euro, great options out there for us to bring in. We do need another striker. I would love a Dusan Vlahovic or something like that. Just a short loan, bro. We don't need to like have like a major signing, in my opinion. But just give us a short loan, Perez, bro. And I don't know if the club is broke or not, but we shouldn't be broke. And if we are, bro. You're going to have to take your eyes off that, what's it called, off the Super League for a sec, bro, because we need you, bro. All right? We need you out there, bro. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, speaking of teams in La Liga, I do want to touch on Barca on La Liga. The title race this year has been juicy. All right. Today or yesterday, uh, Girona, uh, who are second in La Liga, but are tied with us basically on points. They beat Atletico Madrid 4 3. Alvaro Morata scored a hat trick. Uh, the rat, but uh, I'll leave him for. Uh, I'll leave him be. But uh, I'll just shout out all the Girona scorers for yesterday. We had uh, Valerie Fernandez, Savio, Daily Blinn, and Ivan Martin. Shout out Ivan Martin, bro. If you know, <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, we just had to share the same name. That's the only reason. But yeah, Girona have looked very good this season. I believe they've only lost to us, if I remember correctly. We beat them 3 0, and that was like early in the season. But yeah, it's very interesting what's happening with Girona. Like, you got uh, t- I'm seeing like fans from other leagues rooting for them, making it seem like it's a lesser type of story. Although their spending isn't that big this year, I do think because they're a city group, uh, I won't blame them and everything. But, hey, I, I won't, like, blow the bubble or anything like that. But if people want to root for them for La Liga, the, I think it's better for La Liga if there's another team like Girona competing with the, the t- big three, right? And there's a lot of teams having good season this year. Real Betis is doing good. I, if I remember, they're doing good in the Champions League. Uh, are they? No, they're in Europa. They're doing good in Europa. Uh, and what's it called? Real Sociedad is the one that I'm talking about. They're first in their. They finished first in their group, if I remember. Atletico Madrid. There's always been Atletico Madrid. And then Athletic Club, bro. If they're the ones with that weird rule where you need the players to be from your area, bro, for them to be doing as good as they are, bro, uh, with that weird rule, uh, that that's uh, that's so interesting. If you don't know, uh, you need to be able to be from the area that Atletico, uh, Athletic Club play uh, for you to be able to play for the club. That that means they heavily rely on academy kids and stuff like that. Very interesting story, in my opinion. But let's go through uh, the stands right now. So Real Madrid is first to 48 points, but because of goal difference, uh, shout out our defense, Rudiger, like I've been saying, best defender in the world. We have a goal difference of 29 versus Girona, who have a goal difference of 22, but also have 48 points. So, therefore, they are second. Barcelona, who won today, a very fluky win, uh, if I may say so myself. But, hey, Xavi escaped with another win, uh, and he and they are on 41 points. Uh, Athletic Club is on 38 points, and Athletic Madrid are on 38 points. If they had won yesterday, they would have been – Tied with Barca for third right now, so it's really looking good. I, in terms of parity, this has been the best I will say that La Liga has been in a while. 
we got uh we'll we'll keep on going. Real Betis is seventh, Getafe is eighth, Valencia is ninth, uh Las Palmas is tenth, uh Rayo Vallecano is eleventh, Osasuna is twelfth, Real Real is thirteenth, uh Mallorca is fourteenth, uh Alves is fifteenth, Sevilla it's 16. Shout out my boy Sergio Ramos, another player that I said that we should have brought back and it would have been perfect for us. But guess what? We did it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. But like I said, the better the parity is in La Liga, the better it is for us, especially we are Madrid fans. That like we don't want a thing like the more we've had more different winners. In the league than Premier League has, and we're not, and we're look more as a farmers league than they are, bro. Like that doesn't make sense to me, but hey, uh, but yeah, there was something else I needed to talk about with La Liga. Okay, so let's talk about Barca real quick. Uh, they barely escaped today with a win, and that was very interesting because. If what's it called? If the defender for Las Palmas doesn't foul Gundogan, whether you think that's a foul or not, bro, why are you trying to push the guy in the back in the ninety third minute or ninety second minute, bro? Like that's just being stupid, bro. Your team fought so hard for the point, and now you're going and doing stupid shit like that, giving a free penalty away. And guess what? A guy like Gundogan is always going to bury that, bro, because he has way too much experience. But the good thing is that if you are one of those people that believe that Xavi is not a great manager, wins like this keep him in his job. So we will see, like, what Xavi is made of of this season because he's gotten through the run. He's at the round of 16 in the Champions League. We will see if Barcelona can make a title, can claw back and try to join Girona and Real Madrid in the title race. We're going to see what Javi is made of. So for those that think he's a bad manager, we're going to see if he's a good one or not. All right. I personally kind of, I think there's a different, a few holes in that Barcelona team. Like their striker. Uh, I mean, they do have Victor Roque now. So the maybe the striker situation will be fixed. But I feel like, and then the midfield, I feel like there's a big imbalance there. And then I kind of love the, I like the back four, and I like the goalkeeper. Uh, who played today for as a goalkeeper? Was it Inaki? No, it was someone else. But I, I feel like there's a few holes in their team. But what do you think that Xavi should get the chance to be the one to fix those holes? Is up to you, but the guy did win the league last year, like, and he had them performing insane. But then also, if you look at his win percentage in Europe, it's not great, bro. It's not great, but yeah. We are going to touch back on the Premier League, kind of do like a quick Premier League ground up and see what's happening. I, I want to talk on like the big sits and like some of their games and stuff like that, and we're going to see what's going on. All right. Uh, one of the teams that I wanted to talk about is Arsenal because they're not firing like they're supposed to. Uh, and that's been a very big question mark. 
I'm one of the guys that actually kind of like Arteta, bro. Like, I feel like he's a great manager. He plays, he has a lot of passion on touchline. And I feel like if he was like the manager for that, like uh, my club, like Real Madrid, I would love him, bro. Like, uh, I feel like I would back him. He bats his players. Uh, he does kind of have like a problem with managing big egos, but at the end of the day, he, that's his first time being a manager, so he might not be too used to it. But I do feel like he made a huge mistake in the mistake in the summer with buying Kai Havertz because that's not what they needed. They really needed a good left center mid that they could pair it up with Declan Rice and Odegaard. They had Declan Rice and Odegaard. You you have like basically two thirds of the puzzle fits. You just needed that other piece, bro. And Kai Havertz was not that person. And I feel like he took the risk, bro. I get it. Like he's. Him and Jao Felix, bro, they looked at these guys with so much talent. I feel like Jao Felix would have been the better option now, uh, honestly. But they, you look at these guys, they have so much talent. The question is, is that talent, is it worth risking your team and the, what's it called, and the chemistry that the team has and know how the whole team works to try to fit these talents in? And with Kai Havertz, I disagree it's not. Now you see, like, their wingers are just struggling because the wingers are taking a step back. The strikers are taking a step back. Their defense is what's really been holding them on. And even their fullback situation, I don't love it, bro. Ben White has taken a massive step back. He's not providing soccer the support that he used to anymore. Maybe teams have clocked in that, hey, even when he does overlap, it's not like he's going to do anything. So you know what? We're going to fuck we'll fuck what Ben White is doing over there. We're, we're still going to double up on soccer. And I, I, there's this thing that Arsenal fans do. They always say that soccer is tired, bro. I don't get it. It's either he's tired or he's injured. And for some person, for me, who's watched Vinny play a lot, bro, and he, I don't know, maybe they're built different. Uh, I don't know. I've, I just feel like that's just a really bit uh, easy excuse to use to give Saka a pass. And I, they don't even say that for Martinelli, and I feel like they play, like, equal games at least, and maybe they don't play the same amount of minutes, but for the most part, they usually start together. And I, I, I don't hear that excuse for Martinelli when he's struggling and stuff like that. And then their whole striker situations, I don't love it, bro. Eddie Nketiah is making 100K a week, and he doesn't seem to be able to, like, I don't think he's worth it, bro. I don't care. He's not worth it to me. Uh, he's wearing the number 14 shirt. Doesn't seem worth it. And then the guy that you, that's supposed to be your starting striker, Gabriel Jesus, is out here telling people, oh, scoring goals is not my strong put. Bro, you're a striker. Make it your strong put. I'm not saying he's not working on it or anything like that, but he should be making like a strong put and for them to be able to succeed, bro. Because I don't think Arsenal are gonna now gonna need to go get a striker and a left center mid, and maybe they might need another fullback, especially our right back. Because uh, if you want to say Timber can play there, they they need to buy another fullback outside of Timber. All right, because Zinchenko or Ben White. I don't think you're going anywhere with them, bro, to be honest. And then you have to look at Martinelli and Saka. And question, you, now you're going to have to start questioning if they are those guys that you can rely on. 
because these times are those they're, 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 these times are the times where you're supposed to be able to rely on them and you're not able to and I'm looking at like Arteta like I'm seeing the vision of why he wanted to buy Merjik bro I'm seeing it bro because when I watch Merjik play very good player he's very intelligent he's intelligent but like he's still so raw so it doesn't look as good as it can be but I believe like under a manager like Arteta bro if he would have gotten him, bro, like, I, I could just imagine what he would have did with him. Because look what he did with Martinelli, bro. He was playing, like, the third or fourth division in, in Brazil or some crazy uh, stuff like that. And he's made him into a good player, bro. Imagine what he would have did with uh with Merger, someone who has a bunch of talent, raw ability, and we would have seen that, bro. Uh, the other team I want to talk about, from the Prem is, I guess we'll talk a little bit on Liverpool, Man City. Uh, I guess basically the big sets, bro. Liverpool, very good season for them so far. No one thought they would be, uh, what to call, where they are right now. But, hey, Klopp has got them humming. He's got them performing. And they, what's it called? And they're playing great right now. Uh, they're just the other day, they had the highest recorded XG, if not in the whole uh, world of football, then just in the Premier League history. And that's just insane, bro. I do think their strikers need to be a little bit clinical, but I believe you can put a guy like Jota in there who will be more clinical than Darnus. And guess what? That might be, like, sometimes you got to tweak stuff, bro. Maybe you put Darnun is down the left, but I did see Luis Diaz perform on their last game, so he did look better than he has in the past. So maybe Luis Diaz is taking that next step. But it's going to be very interesting to watch them to see how they play without Salah and stuff like that. Uh, and we got to talk about that boy, Trent, bro, uh, at Van Dyke. Uh, Van Dyke, let's talk about Van Dyke first. Not, Van Dyke will never look like his old self because he peaked so high, bro. And people, like, when he... Because he peaked so high, bro. People expect so much from him. Now that he's playing at this level that he's playing, people think he's still not great, bro. But the way he's playing right now, I believe it's like uh, there's not many center backs I'm taking over him, bro. Like outside of Rudiger, maybe, like or Saliba. Uh, even Saliba has more mistakes in him than Van Dyke these days. And I, for me, those like uh, Rudiger and Van Dyke will be. If I'm starting a team right now, those two be my starting center backs. And that just speaks to Van Dyke on how, like, he reali- he realized that he doesn't have that athleticism that he used to have. He realized that this injury that he had was uh, holding him back, so he readjusted his game. And now look at him. He's back to the top. Uh, whether he reached those levels that he once did, I doubt it. But he's looking good out there, bro. And then Man City are, like... Man City is such a hilarious team, bro. It feels like every other day they were losing games. But guess what? They're five points away from the of, from first place, bro. And they're like one game. They have one game in hand, bro. And when you talk about the players that they're about to get in, in terms of John Stones and Kevin DeBorner, bro, those, those are like one or two of the main pieces that made that system click last year. And we're about to see them come back fresh, and fresh from injury, 
You also got Doku coming back from injury. Bro, they're get it's very scary, bro. I'm glad I don't have to go to against Men City every year for a league title, bro. Because if I had to, I would be pissed, bro. Because that team is very scary, bro. And the way they talk about the fourth P is like, yeah, we want that, bro. We want to break the record, bro. We want to be the ones that we want to own the record, bro. We don't want to just own the record with Man United for doing a 3P. We want to have our own record. Guess what? Now Man United is going to have to match that. Now Arsenal is going to have to match that. Now Liverpool are going to have to match that. We're going to be the record owners, all right? You're going to have to match us. And basically what we did feels so impossible because the mental fatigue and all that, it, it feels so impossible for anyone to even think about doing that. And so what they're trying to accomplish right now, this season is nuts, in my opinion. But if any team can do it, bro, it would be them, bro. It would be them, bro. Literally, their mentality monsters this year. And yeah, let's go to the next door neighbors, opposite of mentality monsters. This team, bro, I'm looking at their last five. They have one win. In their last five. And if I remember, oh, wait, no, that's somebody else. They have one win in their last five and one draw in their last five. Bro, like, Man United is such a mess, bro. Like, you'd have a performance like they did against Liverpool and then lose uh, West Ham. You'd have a performance like you had against Chelsea, then lose to fucking Bournemouth, bro. Like, it doesn't add up, bro. And Honestly, bro, if I was the owner, if I was Jim Ratcliffe, clean out, bro. Every Everyone got to go, bro. Outside of Kobe Mainu and the Young Academy kids and maybe Lysandro Martinez, uh, everyone got to go, bro. Everyone got to go, bro. And Hoyland, bro. I'll keep Hoyland. I think there's a, a player in there. Everyone got to go. Rashford, thank you. Goodbye. You want to go to PSG? Goodbye. Bruno, don't care. Everybody got because it, it, it doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make sense how a team that big can be so inconsistent, bro. How do you come back against Aston Villa, who are second place in, in the league, but lose to Nottingham Forest? It doesn't make sense, bro. They're the time to go out against a Wigan Athletic, bro. But it, it doesn't make sense to me, bro. But yeah, look, man, United, you got to get your shit together, bro. And if I was you, I would clean sweep like Chelsea did. Uh, it might take you. I mean, it didn't work out for Chelsea yet because they they they're tenth right now. But uh, sooner or later, it'll improve for them because of that clean out. And then we'll we'll touch on Chelsea real quick, and then we'll go on into the other stuff we gotta talk about. But Chelsea. Beat Luton uh three two and they beat uh in the other game before that they beat Crystal Palace two one so they've won back to back games for like I don't know since when and good results for them they're only three points away from United uh right yeah from United who are in eighth place and Brighton who are in seventh place so the right now they're looking good in my opinion uh. The really problem I have with Chelsea is Pochettino not playing players in the position. I think once he does that, then we'll see a different version of them. And but yeah, Nkunku came in, looks great in my opinion, and he he's done 
I think the thing that he's, it's not like he's been like some superstar or anything like that, but I think the one thing that he's done, uh, the one thing that he's done has is been uh, help. Like he has high IQ. Like I remember watching Felix last year and there, outside of him and so on, a few other players, there were much very high IQ players. And now you see him playing one twos with Nico Jackson. You see him playing one twos with Murder. Now you see them like it, it, it seems like a good dynamic now, bro. Now the question is, can Jackson be that striker that Chelsea needs? The question is because Cole Palmer has stepped up. He's been unbelievable. Madueke looks like a good backup right winger. He's performing his last two games, scored two goals. Merdrick, when he's healthy, uh, he's played well, in my opinion. Merdrick looked like the, is the type of player to me he needs to play, bro. He needs to play like full 90 minutes and be allowed to make mistakes, bro. And whether you think that's uh, he can get that at Chelsea or not is truly the question. But I believe there's a player in there, bro. Like you can see the raw talent and the moments of brilliances and the the spaces is picking up and stuff like that. There's a player in there, bro. He just needs the right manager and the right uh people around him. And I believe you'll see like I don't know if we'll ever see that player, that Ballon d'Or type of player like uh people were rumored that he he'll be, but I believe there's a player in there, bro. And I think they can get something out of him, bro. Um, but yeah, I, I love what in Kunkuzum, bro. He's just basically gluing the glue for the front three, bro. That that was such a smart buy, bro. The Chelsea, like for all the stupid like uh, money they spent, bro. I feel like they done it right in certain positions. Malaguso, buy Malaguso for being a Shane's backup. Perfect, bro. I'll take Malaguso right now at Real Madrid, bro. Right now, bro. I'll take him right now, bro. And for them to have him as a backup for reasons because reasons gets injured so much, smart buy. Got him for cheap, too. You see a guy like Bobby Sheila, bro. Smart buy, pretty cheap. Uh, I, I They do need to fix their left-back situation, in my opinion. Uh, But, yeah, Cole Palmer, brilliant buy, bro. Like they, they, For all their mistakes and all the dumb shit they've done, uh, I believe they're doing all right, bro. I believe they are. All right, let's see. I guess um, uh, basically we'll run through the league table. Quick, Liverpool's first place with forty-five points. Aston Villa, very big surprise, forty-two points. Their second in the table. Man City is third with forty points. Arsenal is fourth with forty points, tied with City. Uh, Spurs are fifth with 39 points. Brilliant job by Ange, by, by the way. Like, what he's been doing with all the injuries and stuff like that, brilliant job by him, bro, in my opinion. Brighton are, no, West Ham, excuse me, West Ham are sits with 34 points. The way they've used that Declan Rice money, bro, proper business, bro. Flip Declan Rice into a great business. Uh, to a whole new midfield, basically, and it's worked out great for them. So good to see. Uh, David Moyes might be getting a new contract. The real weak position I really see, bro, their goalkeeper, bro, every time I watch them, he's playing out of his mind, bro. But I do think they need another striker and something like that. Uh, but outside of that, they've been playing very well. Good to see. Paqueta playing good this year again. 
Brazil need like him to play well. Brighton are seventh with thirty one points. Man United are eighth with thirty one points. Newcastle, who's been dealing with a lot of injuries, are twenty nine with have twenty nine points in their ninth. Uh, Chelsea are tenth with twenty eight points. So it's Wolves, and then we'll go to the bottom of the table. Sheffield United, who look like they're going straight down, have nine points under twentieth. Burnley are twenty or nineteenth with eleven points. Burnley, I feel like if they weren't so stuck in their ways, they might be able to stay up and like pull a fugazi thing. But it doesn't look like that. But yeah, Luton Town are have fifteen points, and they have. Uh, they're in 18th place with a game in hand over Everton, which is a very interesting story because Everton got the 10 points taken away from them. And if they that didn't happen, then they would be like they would be at 26 points, which would be around like 12 uh, in the league table. But now they're one point away from being a relegation uh, zone. So we'll see if Everton can pick it up and Sean Dice, man. But yeah. Brentford are nineteenth. Uh, they also have a game in hand. No, Brentford have nineteen points. They have a game in hand, and they're in sixteenth place. All right, and Ivan Tony should be coming back soon. And the and the manager, I believe, has said that they're not selling him. And if they are, they put, they're probably gonna put some insane price tag on him. That way, they can go buy replacement. Uh, Northern Forest are fifteenth. With 20 points, uh, and Crystal Palace are 14 for 21 points. So, bottom of the table looks very spicy outside. Like, two teams are confirmed to go down, in my opinion. The question is whether Luton Town goes down with them or, or if they perform well enough that they have somebody come down with them. The other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick was the World 11 for FIFA. Because this thing is ridiculous, people. Like, I'm a Real Madrid fan, bro. And some of these things, we're going to have to talk about it. Like, we're going to talk about it. First off, goalkeepers. What is Courtois doing there, bro? My bro has been injured for how long now, bro? And, yeah. And Edison won the trouble. All right. Now, this is 2023, but I'm pretty sure World Cup is 2022. But, hey, Emmy Martinez is second in the league with Aston Villa. We'll leave him be. I do think Allison should be there. But, yeah. Now, let's look at the defenders. Militao, I love you, bro, but you've been out, bro. Get out of here, bro. Uh, Van Dyke. No, Van Dyke's been all right. Kyle Walker has not been that great this season. In my opinion, if I I would remove him, John Stones barely plays him. Well, he plays like five game a year, bro. What is he doing here, bro? Like I don't, I don't get it, bro. But hey, let's move on to the midfielders. This is like really where I have a lot of problems. Jude Bellingham, perfect, great addition. Gundogan, perfect, great addition. In my opinion, when the treble doing good with Barca, uh, international wise, not doing too great. The border, my G, my dude, bro. What are you doing here, bro? You've been injured for a while now. Basically, missed half the season. Uh, but yeah, Luka Modric, bro. I do not know how Luka Modric keeps getting these situations. 
I legit think he's getting into uh, like all these lists by names, bro. Because there's no reason why he should be in these lists, bro. Tony Cruz has been a better player than Luka Modric for a while now, but for some reason, he gets left out of these conversations that Luka gets put in, bro. And it doesn't make sense to me, bro. Don't get me wrong, bro. I love Luka, bro. But this guy has a Ballon d'Or that he shouldn't have only because he really performed well in the World Cup. But if you look at that team, bro, he was never the best player in there, bro. There was no way you tell me Luka Modric was better than Ronaldo in 2018. But besides that, bro, I really think it's unfair for Tony Cruz to be outperforming Luka Modric every year, basically every other year, and for him to not be put into these convos and Luka to be. So if you're going to put a Real Madrid player, bro, put Tony Cruz in these lists. Rodri, of course, has been great. Uh, great this year. I said this year. Yeah, he's got a good been had a good year. Won the treble with uh with Man City, of course. Won the Nations League. Uh, also Bernardo Silva, bro. If you know me, you know I say he doesn't perform for Portugal, but at the end of the day, he also won the treble. So good for him. Uh, and he's been all right this season. Valverde, I love Valverde, bro. He's picked up his game from another level. Played well this season, uh, but yeah. All right. Now the attackers and the forwards. A lot of bro, this is like three players that that that, that belong here. You're gonna call me crazy, but Benzema should not be on here. He did not have that good of a year last year for him to even be here, and the fact that he's in Saudi should not add him here. If I'm going based off that logic. Ronaldo, I love you, bro. I know you scored 53 or 54 goals, bro. Broski, you and Messi, bro. Like, we just got to hang it up, bro. It's all right, bro. We got to let these legends go, bro. We got to let them go, bro. It's okay, bro. I love them, bro. Like, I got how many Ronaldo jerseys? One, two. Like, there's another one right there, bro. Like, I love Ronaldo, bro. I love Messi, bro. Like, I know people say, like, oh, you're Messi hated and all that. But stop putting them in these conversations, bro. It's all right, bro. Ronaldo, uh, Messi won his World Cup. He got his Ballon d'Or. Stop putting him in these lists, bro. He's in the MLS. Let him chill. Let him earn his bag. Let him do whatever, bro. Ronaldo, he's getting his bag in Saudi, bro. He got his goal record for the year, bro. It's all right, bro. Like, let these players go, bro. We don't have to keep on holding on to them, bro, and think that, like, they're a relic of the past not a relic of the past, but, like, bro, it's, like, bro, like at some point, bro, like, they're taking away from other players that should be there, in my opinion, and that's not fair. So we got to let them go, uh, and, yeah. Uh, but outside that, Holland, Kane, Mbappe, well-deserved. Vinny, I would say he performed well last season, but he has been injured this season. So, I, I mean, if you want to put Vinny there, that's fine. But in my opinion, if I was building the World Eleven, I would have Edison as my goalkeeper, Diaz, uh, Van Dyke, and Rudiger as my three center backs. I believe that's how they do it. And then, so probably do three four three. Yeah, let's do three four three. And then Bellingham, Gundogan, Rodri, Valverde. Let me see, Gundogan, Bellingham. 
Rodri Valverde. Where do you think that makes sense balance wise? That's what I'm putting. And then my front three would be uh Holland, Kane, and Mbappe. And yeah, in my opinion, that's how it should go. Uh, but yeah. Okay, that's gonna be it for the world eleven. And that's probably gonna be it for us today. Uh like I said, guys, I'm gonna try to get these podcasts out to you these uh this year. We're gonna be on our shit, bro. I'm gonna be posting more videos that's cut up from the podcast. And then if you see me, I've been doing videos on Russell Wilson and the Broncos uh, on that page. There's a lot of stuff I wanna do. Uh I'm gonna do other content on my other YouTube channel. So if you guys love that shit, bro. Please uh, drop a like, bro. Uh, keep subscribing to the channels because we, I, that's the way I have like a personal goal that I want to hit this year, and I would love to hit them. And so, if you guys can help me with that, that would be great in my opinion. There's a lot of stuff that we go through that you guys probably don't know, but at the same time, you guys are going through shit too, bro. We just out here trying to get live our dreams, shit like that. So if you guys can help me do that, live my dream, I would appreciate that. And if one day maybe I can help you guys, that would be great, also. But yeah, if you guys love the pod, love the pod, I would appreciate if you drop a a, a follow on wherever on Instagram. We're going to get everything back popping, everything, more clips out. We're going to get everything out again and revived again. I know we neglected you guys, but whether it's just me doing solo pods like this or whether it's me with CP, uh, we're going to, bro, it, it's going to get back to the basics, bro. We're getting back to the basics. We're pumping content out every day for you guys. We're going to have the podcast drop and then we're going to have cut up sections of the podcast drop. All right, so it's going to be great. We're going to do a lot of stuff. We're going to do a lot of videos uh, this year, a lot of sh- And I'm going to try my best to remain consistent, all right? Whether it's once a week, I have to figure out what day of the week that will be. I usually like doing it on, like, a Monday or Tuesday, but today it's Thursday. So, yeah, uh, like I said, we're going to try to do – up everything the production wise, everything like that. But if you rocked us up this year, <coughs> if you've been following us since last year, I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, uh, I think y'all, I appreciate y'all. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to pray to God for y'all, keep God in your lives. Uh, what's it called? P, I know sometimes you guys are going through stuff, and like sometimes it doesn't make sense, bro. But you need, uh, so it doesn't make sense sometimes, but it it work out like one like I promise you if you have trust and faith in God, it'll work out somehow. And that that's all I gotta say. But yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I'm gonna pray for y'all if y'all need prayers. Drop in the comments. I'll pray for y'all and stuff like that. And if you've been rocking with me and stuff like that, uh, I appreciate you. Like I said. We're going to get these podcasts out. We're going to get these content out. Uh, and we appreciate y'all, man. Uh, here, especially at the Off the Field podcast, bro. Like I said, uh, this either is going to drop tomorrow or the day after, but it will be out before Saturday or de- definitely by Saturday. But I appreciate y'all. Uh, enjoy the rest. Of- I said enjoy the rest of you. Enjoy the beginning of the year. We're going to lock in. Work hard if you have something you want to do. Write your goals down. Uh, don't let them 
Like, don't 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 let last year be last year. If you want to do something this year, make sure you put your mind to it. Because I truly believe if you put your mind through something, you can do anything. So, like I said, this year is going to be very different. And we're going to take it to the next level. So, if you've been rocking with us, we appreciate you. I know I said that before, but I truly do. Keep subscribing. Keep liking the videos. Keep listening on all audio platforms. On Spotify, on Apple, and Google Play. Everywhere where you're supposed to get your podcast, we should be at, bro. But I appreciate you guys. And that's going to be 